Hello and welcome to the fifth episode of Two Guys One Cup, the FPL podcast. Thanks for tuning in, guys. My name is Sham, and sunning himself from Portugal on the other line is Shez. Shez, how you doing? Hi, guys. How you um, doing, Shez? I'm great. I'm great. Just came back from the beach. Came Sun- back, especially just to do this podcast. <laughs> uh, are you missing out on some glorious sights out there? I am indeed, but, you know, FPL is more important, so let's crack on with it. Nice one. Um, Shez, do you want to go through the agenda, what we've got on today? Yes. So, quite a packed agenda again. So, we'll start off with going through our teams, see how we did. We'll provide an update on the league. We'll do a quick Game Week 2 review, followed by um, our watch list. We will then look ahead at Game Week 3 and discuss wildcards and potential transfers. We will then assess potential captain options and finish off with your questions. Nice one. Uh, it sounds really packed, so we'll try and keep it brief on each section. I know you want to go back and uh, go and look at those sites on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, Shez, how did you get on this week? I scored 83. I'm actually glad that we're doing this pod today um, and not yesterday or you know yesterday evening because I think... Many of you are aware of the whole Guardian Gate saga. And unfortunately, I fell victim to that. <laughs> um, so 83 points. I, you know, I got cold feet reading all the reports that Aguero was going to be benched. So I decided sort of last minute to ch- switch the captaincy to Salah. All in all, I only lost 11 points doing that. So... It's not the end of the world. 83 points isn't a bad total. Um, Sham, how did you get on? Yeah, so um, I, I got on I got on all right, actually. So 83, ex- exactly pretty much the same as you. Um, uh, I, too, read all the Guardian Gate stuff. Um, see, me and you were messaging each other back and forth, going, what do we do? And I was sending you loads of screenshots in terms of this is what I've read, but this is also against it. Um, I decided to kind of just go with the flow, go with Aguero, because I thought the... Um, you know, I thought if he did play, he would bang. And obviously he did. Um, ended up on 83 as well. Um, last week, Wambasaka came to my rescue off the bench. Uh, and this week, he also came came off my bench. But now he gave me a minus two and not a 12. So um, that was a bit of a bittersweet. Um, Sanchez didn't play either. And I actually only had 10 starters um, in the end. Um, no one off my bench played, so apart from Wan-Bissaka, who came in. Um, so, yeah, I mean, 83 from 10 isn't bad. Um, pretty pleased with that. Overall game, um, overall get, uh, rank so far is 45,000. Down 13,000 from last week. But do you know what? Um, it's early days, so pretty pleased overall. Yeah, it's still early on. I mean, my game week rank, my overall rank is about 115,000. Um, and I don't know what our total points difference is, but I don't think it's that much. It's about 15 points, is it? 
Uh, yeah, I think so, something like that. Okay, so yeah, so we've only had two game weeks. In terms of my team, I mean, Aguero was the star of the show this weekend with his hat trick. So thankfully, I had him in because I've seen quite a few teams without Aguero, um, and they've taken you know quite a battering. I captain Salah. Thankfully, he got a few assists, and then my defense is really what's keeping me going. Having Mendy, Robertson, and Allison, a strong back line, sure got a, an assist as well. But aside from that, there's still one or two players who haven't been doing much for me. King, um, probably looking to get rid of him at some point. Uh, Maris, but I think I will hold on to him for now. Okay, cool. So um, let's go through a quick league update then. Um, so we have in joint fourth place, um, foot, the team name is Football uh and it's Daniel Glaze with 189 points. Uh, in f- in also the other joint fourth is Klopp's Kingdom, uh, and it's Eric Co-Walker, uh, again with 189 points. In third, we've got Ben Brown with Kimpton FC, 190 points. In second, we've got Sven, uh, Sven van den Acker with the team name Rugtuffers, 192 points. And in first place is Kevin Ward with Jacka Khan as the team name, 196 points. So well done to you, Kevin. Uh, it's fantastic. Uh, 196 points to start the season. Uh, you can't really go wrong with that, can you? I'm sure anyone would be pleased with that. Overall rank, he is 5,700 in the world. That's very impressive. Has he used any of his chips or is that? Uh, no, I don't think he has. Yeah, I don't think he has. Okay. Oh, that, that's very impressive. Well done, Kevin. So, uh, let's move on to the watch list. Uh, no, what's next? No, game week we'll, we'll do a game week two review quickly. Just go through um, all the matches um, and see, pick out a few players and some important stats in each one. Cardiff-Newcastle was the first game of the weekend. Um and that was a nil-nil draw. Uh, that was riveting stuff. <laughs> it was like, like a championship game, um, wasn't it? Do you know what? I watched it. My brother-in-law's a Newcastle fan and he was over. So I ended up watching um, the game. It wasn't actually too bad. And Newcastle should have won it in the end. And Kennedy had a terrible game. So I couldn't understand why he was stepping up to take the penalty. I mean, if you've just had a poor game, give it somebody else. Uh, so nil-nil. I don't think there's too much else to add to that particular one. Well, I think the only other thing to 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 say is um, about Etheridge, um, second penalty save in two weeks. Um, that's impressive stuff. Uh, he's currently the highest, obviously, goalkeeping um, point scorer so far. Um, I think really that's the only thing. The other annoying bloody thing, uh, actually, to add is about Peltier not even starting. Mm. Um, but that's a risk you're running. If you're going with a four, four point, no, four, four point million defender, there's no guarantee. I know Wan Bissaka looks like he's starting most games, but now you know he's been sent off. You think he's missed? He's got a one game ban. If Ward plays well, he could potentially be out of the team. Yeah, yeah, no, that's the risk, isn't it? There, um, I don't know. Like I'm a Peltier owner myself. Um, I guess the tough call is whether or not you hold off and or try and get rid of him straight away. Um, I think for me, uh, you know, I'm probably going to hold on to him for a couple of weeks just to see what happens. But then you risk losing re- losing um, value on him, don't you? Yeah, you do. 
Thank you. Uh, next game, Everton Southampton. Two one Everton. Um, Richarlison delivers for us again. Um, I think he's got like yeah. Was how many shots did he take? Only like two, and he scored again. Like it's ridiculous. Um, Walker also delivered, um, which was interesting. What did you think of that? Is he kind of someone you're looking at? The the problem is I don't think you'd have both. So if it's a choice between Richarlison and Walker, it's Richarlison. Every time for me. Yeah, I think the other one that's um, really interesting. I know a lot of people have Sigurdsson. They decided Sigurdsson instead of Richarlison. Um, Sigurdsson created six chances this weekend, which is the most of any Premier League player. Um, so yeah, it, was, it was joint top with David Silva, wasn't it? Yeah, was it? yeah. So I think if if you've got him, do you think about transferring him out? to Richarlison or do you give it another a week or two you know if you've got Sigurdsson I'd probably hold on to him if you don't have any Everton players then I would probably go for Richarlison I mean I think he's had a point two increase already um, he did perform well uh, under Marcus Silva uh, at the previous club so I would hold on um, to Richarlison or I'd get Richarlison if you don't have him already that's the main point there Oh, what, instead of Sigurdsson? Yeah, if it's a choice out of the two, I would go for Richarlison. If, you, oh. if you've already got Sigurdsson, then stick with him. Interesting. Um, I think the other thing on this game is is uh, Danny Ings. Uh, I've seen a lot of um, people transferring him in at the moment. And um, he actually played all right. Uh, the game, I don't know if you watched it, shows that one. He did look lively again. Um and I was impressed by him, but are people transferring him in because they had someone like Josh King who hasn't been doing much? And you've got Ings, who's a cheap budget striker who, you know, he scored a goal and he's been looking lively. I mean, Southampton, don't they don't score too many goals. That's the only issue with them. Yeah, the thing is, is that... If you've got someone like Josh King who's not delivering, I don't see why you wouldn't have Ings. You know, he might not play every single game. You might, you know, rotate him with like a fifth mid or a, a fifth um, or fourth um, defender or someone like that. You know, I don't think he's going to find him every game, um, but he did look lively. And if I if I was, you know, had a transfer looking that sort of area, five to six million, I think he's probably the best option at the moment. I was telling you because you've got. King, haven't you? I have, and he hasn't done much. Um, so that's why, you know, I was I, I watched the game and he did, you know, he did look lively. So definitely one for consideration. Okay. Um, so next one was Leicester Wolves. So Leicester won 2 0. Um, what did you think of the game? I was disappointed by Wolves. Um, I sort of had high hopes in this season. Uh, it's always difficult coming from the championship and I know they haven't had necessarily the easiest uh, two games to begin with but they didn't show much for me there uh, Leicester didn't look too bad I mean they were decent away to United their home form will be good this season uh, the one player that stood out was Madison again yeah see the only problem with Madison and you know as soon as that goal went in I was like you see I told you Madison I told you about it last week um, but then I kind of looked at the stats and looked at the game and, you know, he only had one shot the whole game and that was a game that he scored. 
Um, I think he, I don't know whether or not he's going to be a massive FPL asset. Um, that's my only concern. And that's why I kind of said on the pod, oh, it's, a, it's a watch and see with him. Um, I think he's going to be massive for Leicester. But from an FPL point of view, I don't know if he's going to be consistently delivering. And I think the other concern as well is with Vardy now, you know, suspended, um, is that going to, you know, is the creation that he was, you know, the stuff that he was going to be delivering to Vardy, is that now going to be gone? And is the person who's going to be replacing him probably in that show, is he going to be able to finish those chances? That's then obviously going to reduce Madison's value right in terms of wanting him in your team yeah but also the way Leicester sort of set themselves up if they're sort of playing away from home they're going to be looking to hit on the counter so it just poses the question whether you know you sort of skip Madison there so that you know does the ball necessarily go through Madison to get to the striker especially when Vardy's on the pitch so it's it's probably worth keeping an eye on but at 6.5 you've got Richarlison at the moment at 6.7 uh, and and a lot of people have um, Jota, um, and well, Neves. Let's talk more Jota because I know a lot of people are, are thinking of transferring him. Is he one? You don't have him, do you? But if you did, is, it, is he one that you would consider transferring out now? I think so. I think so because Richardson's hit the ground running. So you've got someone at a similar price bracket who's getting new returns. Pedro as well. Pedro as well at 6.5. So I think there are a few better options. Like like I mentioned, the reason I didn't bring Jota in is because I just didn't know how he would adapt to the Premier League. He he is a good player, but, you know, it can take some players, you know, a little little bit longer. And some players are just better suited to leagues like the Championship. So for me, he was too much of a risk. And that's why I essentially went for a Charleston. Okay. Um... I don't think there's anything else in this game, that game to talk about. So, oh, other than obviously Vardy being sent off, which fucked up our um, no champs league team. We brought him in for Morata, and then he bloody gets sent off. Yeah, that was a mistake. It was, you know, so lucky that we did captain him because I think he was like really high on the percentage of the captaincy, wasn't he? Um, and yeah, thankfully we didn't captain him. But um, anyway, let's let's move on um, to. Tottenham and Fulham. So Tottenham won three one. Harry Kane scores in August. Fucking hell! Uh, uh, yeah, that's a memorabilia item there for you. Is that, yeah. It's his first goal in August, isn't it? Yeah, first ever goal in August playing for Tottenham. I think. Um, so that was a bit of a mad one. Uh, what did you think of the game? Any thoughts? I still think Fulham look okay. I I think out of the three teams that have come up. I don't think they are going to have relegation worries. They've had two difficult games. Okay, they haven't got anything out of them. But I think when they're playing some of the uh, slightly weaker teams who will be battling relegation, I think they won't have many issues against them. um, Yeah, facing them. Yeah, I think... You know, I've said to you, I I really like Mitrovic. Um, I think he's a really good option. Um, alongside Danny Ings. Um, I think the other thing to talk about in this game is um, Trippier. Um, yes. I'm really impressed. I know he's definitely kind of on your watch list and you're really impressed with him thinking about bringing him in soon. Um, and a lot of people are getting rid of Davis. 
um, which I'm really surprised about, to be honest with you, because um, he had his like X XA, uh, you know, potential assists is really high. It's like one point two or something. So he's creating the enough chances for people to score, but they're just not putting them away. And I think he will return soon. Um, the only concern you've got is. Kane doesn't look on form and obviously the one that's probably going to be you know putting them in is Kane and if obviously Kane's not putting them in then that affects Davis um is he one that you would swap out if you had him or would you keep him Shaz? Davis for Trippier yeah no, I, I would keep Davis I think the right hand side is more of a potential rotation risk between Trippier and Aurier okay Whereas I think Davis will nail down that left-hand side. I don't think Rose will pose too much competition. And there's still rumours he might leave before the end of the transfer window. Really? To who? Uh, somewhere in Europe. I don't recall who it was. So oh. I'm trying to remember who it was now, but it'll probably come to me. But yeah, so that that's the thing. If you've got Davis, I wouldn't switch to Trippier. If you haven't got any of the two, then yeah, I would probably consider Trippier, but just bear in mind that there may be some rotation move already there. Okay, and um, Ali, three shots, um, didn't didn't return in this one, but he actually played really well while I watched the game. Um, I think, did he get an assist? I think he did, didn't he? I don't recall whether he did. Yes, he did. Yeah, I he and Mella got an assist. Yeah, I think, you know, he returned in the first game, returned in the second game. He's definitely one to watch out for if you are looking to get um, some Tottenham assets mm-hmm. um, in that one. Anything else on this game? No, I mean, it's it'd be interesting to see how Harry Kane, get, uh, you know, comes about from this. You know, is he going to kick on and start scoring goals for fun again? Um, because like you said, he still didn't look quite right to me. But... You know, if he's scoring goals and not looking quite right, then when he is sort of fully fit. Yeah. You know what? My only concern with Kane, and, you know, normally Kane is obviously an automatic, yeah, we bring him in straight away, but I just don't think he's worth the 12.5 at the moment. Um, I don't think he's worth that money to bring him in, and I don't want to change my team around to bring him in. The moment that he starts delivering, then I would use my wild card to bring him in, but I just don't think it's worth it right now. The problem is a lot of teams have got Salah, who's in at thirteen million, and then you've got uh, you know, some, someone like Aguero, Bamiang, which is another eleven. So to get Kane in with those two becomes pretty difficult. So then, who do you sacrifice? Do you sacrifice a Salah or an Aguero? Both have been returning. That's the issue. That's the issue. Okay, so next game then we've got uh fucking Bournemouth and <laughs> Um so I was at the game for anyone that saw on Twitter, I was talking about it. Um it, we played really good first half. Well, okay first half actually, not really good. It was it was a good first half. We played all right. Um creating chances. Um and then second half, I don't know what the fuck happened. I don't know if anyone saw that first goal by Wilson but he went by around five of our players god knows like I was watching it and I was like he he, he went he was through and there was like four players around him or five around him I was like yeah one of us you know one of them's gonna tackle him he just went round another and round another and round another and then fucking scored and I was like what the hell's going on here 
Um, he just walked around them like they weren't even there. Um, one player that I was really impressed with is Brooks. Um, I didn't actually, I hadn't actually heard of him before. And when he was playing, I was like, who is that blonde kid? I was like, I know, like, I should know who, um, who Bournemouth players are. And then I looked it up on my phone. And I was like, who is this number? Because I couldn't read his number, uh, his name on the back of the shirt. Um, and I just kept on seeing him getting good chances. He should have scored at least one. Um, but at five million, I definitely think he's one to watch out for. Um, Frazier played okay. I actually thought Brooks was the most... Um, kind of attacking player on 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 their team and had the most threat um Wilson did as what Wilson does and delivered um and Altovich took the, the took the pen away from Noble um I've never seen ever um any other player take the ball off Mark Noble when he's on the pitch for a penalty and I was so shocked that Noble didn't just clap him one and just say what the fuck are you doing pens are mine um but, but then, I need to just say one week thing is that, or do you think Anatovic is likely to be on pens throughout the season? You know what? I really don't know. I'd have to listen. There's a West Ham podcast every Wednesday. I'd have to listen, and, and he's an ITK who does an XWHU employee, and I'll have to listen because I'm sure it'll get spoken about because um, it is, you know, quite a big thing that Noble didn't take the penalty, to be honest with you. Like I say, I've never seen him not take one when he's been on the pitch. Um, so I'll have to see what he thinks and what his opinion is, and I'll kind of post it on Twitter but I would be really surprised really surprised if he's not um, if Noble doesn't take the next one okay. um, maybe it's just a one-off uh, but the yeah. other point I was going to raise in this game is Josh King I obviously have had him in since start but I'm starting to lose my patience with him yeah especially when I see Wilson scoring for fun um, and he's cheaper, so it's it's a difficult one to uh, digest there. So yeah, the, King's the quite... problem is with Wilson. You know what's going to happen. You're going to bring him in, and then fucking Josh King's going to score in it. Like... Yeah, that's always the way. That's always the way. <laughs> but but I don't think I would switch King for Wilson because you know I, they've got a few difficult fixtures coming up, and if that feels like chasing lost points, yeah. I agree. I agree entirely. Okay, next one, Chelsea-Arsenal. Oh, good game. Did you watch it? I did, yeah. This was a great game, actually. I, was, uh, I really enjoyed watching this because I thought this might be a, a tight affair, you know, a potential 1-0, and either side might nick it. But, yeah, to have five goals in a game like this, that was a treat. Yeah, do you know um, who really impressed me? A couple of players here. So, um Pedro really impressed me. Um, Alonso did as well. And Mkhitaryan, and obviously they all delivered because they're all kind of FPL uh, assets in terms of I would like kind of on my radar to keep an eye on. Um, I I didn't watch the game because I was coming back from the Bournemouth game, but I watched a match of the day. And the one thing that stood out for me yet again was Kante was just getting everywhere in the box. Like I've never seen him in such an attacking position. Um, all right, he didn't deliver, but I was just, I'm really surprised at how attacking he's getting. Um, you still don't rate him, do you, Shaz, from an attacking point? No, I, I don't think the guy can shoot. So I don't think, you know, he might be getting in positions, but he might get the odd goal here and there. But for me, he's not. He's not on my radar. I mean, would you consider him as your fifth midfielder? Yeah, definitely. 
definitely. I've got Hudson Adoy at the moment, four point five. When I get another two transfers, because I don't think I'll make one next week, I'll probably save it again. Um, I'm definitely considering bringing him in. Um, I think with Chelsea's one of fixtures, um, he's almost definitely going to be in my team unless someone else really pops up um, and does pretty well. Um, I, you know, Alonso, I brought him in now. I don't know about you, Shez. I know you're thinking about it, um, but I brought him in. He's one that I really like. Um, he's playing well. He's getting into those positions. He's attacking like he used to. I thought as a left-back, he wasn't going to be an option anymore, um, but he's just proved us wrong. Yeah, he has been doing really well. And I've actually been slightly surprised because I thought, you know, switching from sort of left wing back to left back would all sort of slow down, you know, hold his attacking returns. But he has been very impressive. So definitely on my radar. From from an Arsenal point of view, um, Uber, Aubameyang, um, he played terrible. <laughs> um, but you know what? I think it was a one-off. Really, I really do. I think he was getting in the right positions. He played shit. But you know what? I think if you've got him, don't transfer him out. They've got some great fixtures coming up. I would stick with him. Um, if you don't have him, I don't know if he's one to bring in. Um, but, you know, I definitely don't think you should transfer him out. And and Mkhitaryan, if you don't have him, I would look at him as a really good option. I brought him in at seven million. You can't go wrong, to be honest with you, especially with their fixtures. Yeah, going back to Aubameyang, I mean, two games and he hasn't returned. So if you've got Aubameyang instead of Aguero, wouldn't you be looking to make that switch? I, I don't think so, Shares. You know, they've had the... We weren't... The reason that me and you didn't put Aubameyang in is because they had Chelsea and City to start. Yeah, that's the only reason. Otherwise, they had a good run of fixtures. I, I know that I definitely would have had him in and I think you probably would have as well. Um, these are the fixtures now that we need to be like you know uh assessing him on i don't i i agree i agree i said initially that i would be bringing Aubameyang in at game week three because they've got a good one of fixtures but the thing is aguero's just got a hat trick and if i'm bringing Aubameyang in for anyone it's got to be a switch for aguero and at this point that's not even a consideration for me oh yeah no that that i'm not saying at all to switch him for aguero i'm saying i don't think you would i don't think you should transfer Aubameyang out if you've got him is what i'm saying Okay. Um, that's my okay. opinion. Um, even if you don't have Aguero, I don't know if you should transfer him out. It's a tough one, isn't it? I'll try and get both of them in if you can. Um, but you know, for me, I think Mkhitaryan is a better option. If you don't have, if you don't have an Arsenal player and you want to bring one in, I think he's much better at the moment. He created five chances. Could have could have scored another one. Um, so yeah. That's yeah. yeah, with with Arsenal, I want to see how they get on against your boys uh, next week. Simply because I don't know if there's going to be any rotation there. I mean, they play their first two games with Mkhitaryan starting instead of Lacazette. Is he going to switch things around now? Is Lacazette going to come back into the team? Is Abamian going to potentially be pushed out to the wing? Is Mkhitaryan going to be dropped despite the fact he's had you know a really good game last week? So I'll wait and see how they perform against you, uh, you know, your boys. And if they do well, then I'll consider bringing one of them in. But at the moment, I, there's there's a bit of uncertainty for me with Arsenal. Okay, Burnley Watford. I was surprised at this actually. Yeah, I mean, Burnley are normally so strong at home; they rarely concede many goals, and to have three shit by, you know, 
have Watford put three past them. It's not at all what I was expecting. Yeah, same. Um, Dini got returned with 10 points or 12 points or whatever. Goal and assist. Um, really impressed. Um, I don't know if I saw anything from a um, FPL point of view other than Hughes. Um, one of our listeners I speak to um, quite often, Peter, he had him in his team. He didn't know that he scored. I was like, Hughes has scored. And he was like, oh, thank fuck. Because like, <laughs> he was thinking about taking him out. Um, and um, yeah, he kept faith with him. Five million, definitely, you know, I think Watford have got a couple of hard fixtures coming up. But I think if they can continue their form at the moment, he is definitely one to, to think about. Um, and I think I read it or I saw it at match a day or somewhere, some, they were saying that um, his manager was encouraging him to shoot more, which is a, mm-hmm. a good sign. Um, so, yeah, he's definitely one to consider from uh, Watford, I think. Okay. Okay. Should we move on to City Huddersfield? Seven goals. Captain Kuhn. Captain Kuhn. Um, yeah, well, this is basically, obviously, as you've already seen, the, the title of the episode is Pep Roulette and... I don't think I've ever seen a game that is more poignant for the title. Um, this was most definitely Pep Roulette. I don't think anyone could have predicted the lineup here. Um, to well, I know someone who definitely couldn't predict the lineup. <laughs> but... <clears throat> Jamie Jackson. <laughs> um, I I was really surprised, like the fact that Mares wasn't starting, Sané wasn't starting, Sterling wasn't starting, Walker wasn't starting, God um, it just blows City's options up, like what do you do, right? Um, I think that that's concerned, what was your take from, I guess let's talk about team news quickly and then obviously go on to the result, what's your thoughts on it? Well, I mean, as soon as I found out Aguero was starting and I hadn't captured him, obviously I was furious because I knew, you know, the moment he was starting, I knew he would score a few. And that's why I told you I'm going to put money on this. Yeah. He's going to score a hat-trick here. I, I mean, I knew it. He looked very, very good. It's interesting with City. You know, like you said, they've got so many different options and there there is going to be rotation. But the fact is they're going to be scoring so many goals this season that you do have some, have to have some sort of attacking coverage. And it looks like at the moment Aguero's your main man there. Oh, yeah. You know, there's going to be... There's going to be rotation with Mares, Sane, Sterling, Jesus, but Aguero started both games. It doesn't necessarily mean he's going to start every game, but I think Pep's really happy with his form this season. Yeah, I think um, I listened to his match of the day interview, um, Pep's, and afterwards he was just like kept praising, couldn't say, oh, I've never seen him as good as he is now, and so sharp and fit. Um, so the interesting thing here is a couple of things. So, firstly, Benjamin Mendy, what a fucking legend. Yeah, He's, you know, should have got three assists, really. Got to, basically created three of the chances. Um, if you don't have Mendy in, change your team and bring him in. Um, he's a must. And I think the other question is, is is three five two now the formation that they're going to be using? Like, is that what they're going to be doing? No, no, I don't think so. I think what Pep said... I think what Pep said was when they last played Huddersfield, you know, they parked the bus, they had five at the back um, and playing one strike up top against them didn't work. And so that's the reason he brought in Jesus to support Aguero. Mm. Um, and then, you know, he took took away the players who have 
pace and trickery to actual ball players. You know, he had David Silva, Bernardo Silva, Gundogan in there. Um, so he sort of learned his lesson. But I would be surprised to see them playing like that many games. Yeah, I think the I guess the question is the big question that everyone needs the answer to is so who do you bring from City then? Do do you um, go with Edison, Mendy, and Aguero and play it safe? Um, you know, most likely Mendy and Edison are going to start, and um, Aguero probably as well. Or do you go Mendy, Aguero, and then take the risk with a midfielder and just kind of deal with the fact that they might not play some games? Well, I think Mendy, like you said, is definitely a must. I mean, they've only really got Delph who could replace him there. And he's not a natural left-back. He had a good season last season, but he's not a natural left-back. So I would expect Mendy to be playing most games. Edison as well. I don't know if you heard, but Bravo's out for the season. He's picked up an injury in training. For that, yeah. So there isn't really a second keeper there. Um, I know Edison's wife is pregnant. She's due to give birth shortly. But the fact that they don't really have a second keeper, I would expect him to be playing pretty much every game. So those two look nailed on. In terms of midfield, you've got Bernardo Silva there. De Bruyne is out for two months at the very minimum. So he'll be starting most games. I think the one that could potentially be rotated was David Silva, but he did also he looked very good during the weekend. And then Aguero, I mean, even if he's not playing every game, when he does play, he's going to be scoring goals. So I think I think you've got four four options there. And I would probably aim to have three out of the four. Are you going for a midfielder? Are you considering a midfielder or are you just kind of go with Edison, Mendy and Aguero? I would definitely go Mendy and Aguero. And then I think it's a, a choice between Edison and Bernardo Silva, depending on whether you think they'll be keeping clean sheets or scoring more goals. And it depends who the, you know, your alternatives are. I mean, who, who else? If you've got someone like Alisson, then you might be happy with that and may not want Edison. Okay, cool. And then moving on to, oh, fantastic. Brighton 3, Man United 2. Shez, talk to me. I don't want to talk about this game. (laughs) Uh, We were terrible. We were terrible straight from the off. Uh, Defence looked terrible. Baye and Lindelof were shocking, the mistakes that they were making. Brighton were pressing and United couldn't handle it. I mean, they looked in disarray. I mean, Pogba, that's a problem with Pogba. You know, he has one good game and he's just, you know, next game, he's bang average. He's just so inconsistent. With United, it's a tricky one because we don't know if it's going to be a case of, you know, home form will carry them through and then, you know, away from home, they're going to struggle against teams like Brighton or whether there's genuine unrest in the dressing room. And that's why the Tottenham game will be quite interesting if United get a result against Tottenham, then that makes me think that, you know, at home they'll be fine and it's, they're just going to struggle away from home. But if United lose to Tottenham, that could be an indicator that there are issues behind the scenes at United. And if that's the case, I would stay well away from any United players. Yeah, so the interesting thing from that point of view is Sanchez as well, from a Man U point of view. Um, Mourinho, apparently... Sanchez got injured as well in um, on training on Friday. Mirio didn't even tell anyone about it. Um, yeah, stuff about that. Um, 
do you think Mourinho is on the edge here, or do you think he's going to be going? He could be, and that's what I said. The uh, the Tottenham game will be in sort of an acid test, um, just in terms of players. So Martial started on the left wing, and he was terrible. He got subbed off pretty early on. Um, Rashford will probably start the next game uh, on the uh, on the left of the attack with Lukaku in the centre and probably Lingard on the right because uh, Mata wasn't great either. United defence, I I had Shaw and I'll be taking him out just because they look in a bit of disarray and they've got a difficult game next against Tottenham. Okay, Gross looked good. Didn't he? I think he he, he did. He's one to consider. Um, Brighton's fixtures turn. Um, I think they've got two easy games and two hard ones, and then I think from game week eight or something like that, or game week seven, they're really strong. Um, so I think it's def- that he's definitely one to consider, and he's gone down to six point nine million as well now. Um, yeah, but they've got Liverpool next, haven't they? Liverpool yeah. away, so that's that's going to be a difficult game, and you know. Liverpool are certainly not going to be as open as United were. No. Okay, uh, just a quick note on this one. So, if you've got Alexis Sanchez, sell him, right? Yeah, I, w- I would get rid. He's going to be out for at least one to two weeks. So, there's no going. Well, that's what Mourinho said. So, he's he's unlikely to be fit for the Tottenham game. Yeah. Um, and he, like I said, I went to the first home game and he, he was terrible against Leicester. So, if you've got him at 10.5, switch up. Yeah, I, I've got rid of him. Um, I had him in my team. Bad mistake because uh, guess who I chose him instead of? Sadio Mane. <laughs> he bit me in the ass. That, that fits nicely because I'm moving on to the next game. Palace-Liverpool. Yeah, 2-0 Liverpool. Um, the last-minute Mane goal screwed me and you because neither of us have him. But actually, he helped you out because of... Well, yeah, I got the assist for Salah, so I actually needed those points. Yeah. So I was relieved. But, you know, is Mane's outscoring Salah at the moment? You know, does this become uh, an issue? He's three and a half million cheaper. Well, he was, I know he's had a price rise, but he was initially. So can you potentially go with Mane instead of Salah? I'd go both. I'd go both. Um, Mane scored 11 points. Salah scored... Nine points. Mm-hmm. Uh, last week, Salah scored how many points? Eight, was it, I think? Yes. Uh, Mane scored 16. Ma- Salah's still delivering. All right, fine. Look, it might not be worth the, the his price tag right now, but I would, go, I would go for both personally. I would not be getting rid of Salah at the moment. No way. Okay. That's my... What do you think? I'm gonna. I'm not gonna make any drastic decisions at the moment. I'll leave Salah in for a, a few more game weeks. But if it seems as though you know Mane continues scoring and Salah's just you know getting a few assists here and there, or potentially even just matching Mane, then I would probably switch them. Just because there's so much I could do for three and a half million, I would probably be a bit less now, maybe just over three. But you know, there's other areas of my team I could strengthen with that. Yeah. Well, one other thing just to... Well, actually, two other things to note on this game. So, Wan-Bissaka um, sent off, will miss a game. Um, 
I definitely think he's one to hold still. I wouldn't be getting rid of him. Um, likelihood is he probably will start because he has been playing really well, but obviously her ward gets on. Uh, and I think the other thing to note, Firmino was like playing as a midfielder. Um, he, he wasn't attacking very much. I've got Firmino. Um, I'm looking to get rid of him. Um, I'd probably keep him at the moment because I've I've, I've used my free, my transfers. But I, I, if you've got Firmino, I, I wouldn't be holding on to him. And you don't have Mane, I'd be bringing him in. Well, I, it wasn't so much he was playing as a midfielder, but he was dropping deep quite often, wasn't he? Yeah, it was pretty much playing as a midfielder. Salah, Salah and Mane were like above him in terms of, you know, they were getting into dangerous positions compared to him. Mm. So, all right, so that is a review um, of game week one. Um, again, it was, game week two. <laughs> sorry, game week two. Um, again, we went on so long compared to what we expected. Yeah. Should we quickly go through a watch list and then we'll take a break? Yeah. Okay. So, um, so on the watch list for me, um, just in terms of extra players that we're looking at, definitely Mane. Um, Pereira from Leicester, I'm really, really impressed with. Uh, returned again um, with an assist. Um, Alonso, we've spoken about. Um, Trippier, you really like. Uh, Mkhitaryan and Pedro, those are kind of the main players at the moment. Obviously, we already have Richarlison and Aguero, etc. So we haven't added them on. Um, anything you want to say on any of those players? No, the main ones for me were sort of Trippier, Alonso uh, and Ings. Those are the ones that I want to keep an eye on. Okay. Um, so, yeah, if you're kind of looking at any players, add them to your list. I think those are re- ones that are really interesting at the moment for me um, from a potential point of view as well. All right. So let's take a quick break and then we will go through a game week three preview. Welcome back to the second part of the episode, guys. So I've just had a listen back to the first half. And um, as we were talking about Man United, I can hear my wife shouting at my son in the background. To be honest with you, when Cher said that we were recording from Portugal, I was worried that we might hear some stuff in the background of his uh, being in the bedroom. <laughs> you thought she was shouting at your son, or was it at you, Sean? <laughs> Probably because she had Sanchez in her team and she was like, <laughs> fuck's sake <laughs> when you're talking about Man United so apologies if you heard that um guys um right so let's move on to the next bit um Shez game week three preview you, so, yeah all right so we've got um who we got up first so we've got Wolves versus City oh what do you think here I think this is going to be I can see Man City conceding here, but I can't see anything other than a massive win for City again. Yeah, I agree. Wolves haven't kept a clean sheet yet. They've conceded four in their opening two games. City have scored eight. So if you're asking me, do I think they'll run right? Yes, but probably not to the extent they did against Huddersfield. I still think City will keep a clean sheet and I think it will be 3-0. Do you think so? I think so. I think I think Wolves will have a go, uh, but I think City will be too strong for them. Yeah. What do we think team-wise then? Do you reckon Pep's going to go on his roulette um, again? 
I think there'll be rotation again. I think Aguero scored a hat trick, so he has to start. But I would expect some of the wingers to be brought back in. I think they'll be looking to play with pace. Uh, I'd expect to see Mares and Sterling back in. Sane will be an interesting one. He hasn't started yet. It's whether he brings all three of them back um, or whether it will be just two. But I would expect to see Mares and Sterling in the starting lineup. Yeah, well, what about uh, Mendy? Do you think that he's going to give him a rest or? I wouldn't think so. I mean, like I said, they don't have a natural left back there. Delft could come in, but I would expect Mendy to start. He's still, you know, building his fitness. I mean, he looked very good the last couple of games, but I'd expect him to have a, a couple, you know, run out of a couple of games at least. So I reckon this is probably going to be a free one. Um if Sané starts, so his XG at the moment is 0.72, which is suggesting that he should be scoring. Um, I think the in fantasy, so that the own goal was given as a goal to him as well. Um, but obviously, from an official point of view, I think it was given as an own goal. Um, if you've got City assets here, like Mares and Sané, do you think you should be dropping them and bringing in some other players? Or kind of is it a, a wait and see and hold? Well, I've got Mahrez and I'm keeping him. I think he will be starting this game. Um, if he doesn't return and he's starting, then I have to consider potentially switching him up for somebody else. But I'm yeah. prepared to give him one more week. If you've got Sane and he's you know he's still not starting, then I think you've definitely got to be rotating him for somebody else. And those that have um, Jota, start this game or bench? If you've got an alternative, I would probably bench him because City is going to be one of the most difficult games they play all season. So if you have an alternative, I mean, if I had someone like Jota and Neves, I'd probably be more likely to play Neves just because he'll be on set pieces. And I think if they if Wolves are going to score, that's where it's going to come from. It's going to come from a set piece as opposed to from open play. Yeah. Okay. What's the next game? Arsenal, West Ham. Fuck. <laughs> um, we're going to get battered here. I can see... Um... A three nil, three one. Um, you know, la- last game Arsenal played really well. Um, Abamyam's got zero point nine xG at the moment. He should be scoring. He's been getting in opportunities to score. Um, he just hasn't finished them. I can see, I can see them running riot at home. They'd normally play quite well at home as well. Um, and it's always kind of three one, four nil when, whenever we play them. Um, if you've got Arnie, I would play him because I could see us potentially scoring one. Um, but I think this is the start of a good run for Arsenal now. Um, you should be trying to bring in at least one Arsenal player. Um, when we talk about transfers later, I'll, I'll say what I've done. But um, Mkhitaryan is one definitely to, to bring in. Um, and if you've got Aubameyang, um, um, keep yeah. him. Aubameyang, yeah, that's the one. Um, keep him. Okay, so you guys have conceded six in your opening two fixtures, which doesn't look very promising going away to the Emirates. Okay, granted, Arsenal are coming back from two defeats, but they've had two difficult fixtures, and I do expect them to win comfortably here. I think you're right. I think Mkhitaryan is the one um, to definitely potentially have if you haven't got him here. But I think the surprise punt here could be Lacazette. He hasn't started their first two games but that's partly because they've had two difficult fixtures. I wouldn't be surprised to see him start here and potentially getting a few against you guys. Instead of who? Instead of Aubameyang. Do you reckon? 
Yeah, I mean, I can see Aubameyang being pushed onto the left wing and maybe some. I don't think he'll drop Mkhitaryan because he had a good game last time. But I can see someone like Aubameyang or Ozil being dropped for Lacazette. Yeah, Ozil's just playing shit at the moment. Um, and, you know, it it feels like all the all the attacking threat is coming from Mkhitaryan. He's had seven chances created. You know, top in the league so far from all players. Um, I, I can't see... I can't see anything else other than a 3-0 win and I'm hoping Mkhitaryan will uh, will create some chances and score a goal. Okay. Um, but, um, you know, ideally I'd like like a 4-3 West Ham and Mkhitaryan to score a hat-trick. <laughs> so if you had Arnie here, would you be starting him or would you have oh, a bench? Oh, no, no, I'd, I'd be starting him here. I'd be starting him. Okay, fair enough. Bournemouth, Everton next. Um, at Bournemouth, um, this has got the potential for a high-scoring game. You know, um, Everton um, are conceding for fun. Bournemouth conceding for fun, but they score a lot. So do Everton. This could be like a three-two-two-all type of game. Um, if you've got attacking uh, assets here, play them. I wouldn't play defensive assets unless they are attacking threat as well, like Coleman, someone like that. Um, I'm really looking forward to this game. I think, you know, from an, from an FPL point of view, um, Frazier could deliver. And you never know, finally, King might deliver for Ishas. Yeah, I agree with you. I think this could be a high-scoring game. So both have made um, a reasonably good start. They've both scored four goals each. Um, Wilson looks good. And if he keeps delivering, then I think he has to be a consideration at 6.1. Uh, Richarlison's had a great start. Uh, we've both got him. And again, let's see how if he can carry this on. So for me, those are the two. King, he's playing a little bit. He's playing a little bit behind Wilson. So he needs to start delivering. He needs to be pushing further forward. And if not, then that's got to be a switch for me. Okay. Huddersfield, Cardiff. <sighs> <laughs> A nil-nil rotten all over it, hasn't it? Yeah, that's what I thought. But I mean, there is a clean sheet potential here. Yeah, Cardiff keeper saved two penalties. Huddersfield took a hammering last game, but I wonder if someone like Lascelles is going to come back in goal for them. Yeah, yeah. After that game, you never know what in, in place of Hammer. Yeah, Hammer. Yeah, I mean, I mean Lascelles had a good season last year. Uh, it's only because he was sort of aware at the World Cup and Hammer had a good pre-season that he's sort of been playing, but. Okay, granted, you know, the defence didn't do much to help him against City, but I could see LaSalle coming back in here. And I think there is there is a potential for a clean sheet here. I don't think it's gonna be a high scoring game. Um I'm gonna I'm thinking, well, now I've got a solid back three. I probably won't start Peltier. Um, but I think if you've got him in your squad and you haven't got a solid back three, like so for example, if you're playing Wambasaka first, you know, starting I I now obviously he's suspended. I would I would start um, Peltier just because you don't know if he will start. Mm-hmm. Um, he was he appears he was dropped. He might have been injured. We don't know, um, but I think he's worth a shot. I think this could definitely be a, a clean sheet potential for Cardiff. Yeah, Peltier is an interesting one because I know a lot of people got on board because he was so cheap. But like you said, he didn't start the last game, so whether that was just him being rested. You know, there's no guarantee he's going to start this game. And I think if he doesn't start this game, then 
you possibly need to be looking to switching him out. You've got yeah. to have players on the bench that are playing. Even if they're scoring low points, you need someone that can come in. Well, yeah, I mean, I um, th- I can't disagree with you there. Like l- last week, ten, I only had 10 players because I didn't have a playing bench. So yeah. I suffered. So that just goes to show. Yep. Southampton, Leicester. I don't know what to make of Southampton, you know, like, like you say, they don't score that many goals. Leicester now without Vardy. Um, this, I think, could be like a one-all type of game. Um, a lot of people bringing in Ings. Um, this is the type of game that he could deliver. Um, I really like Pereira that I talked about earlier from Leicester. Um, he's definitely a, a, a good potential. And if you're on a wild card, um, definitely one to try and bring in and bring you know, shape within your team. Um, what do you think, Shez? I think it's going to be a tight game. The Saints are yet to win. Vardy's suspended. And I don't think Leicester quite look the same without him. Ings does look lively. And I think, you know, if we need to pick, pick out one, pl- uh, one player from this game, he's the one that I would suggest. Southampton don't concede many goals at home. So I think this would be a tight affair, possibly a 1-0 or one all there. Yeah, you know, Ings has been playing really well. Like he scored last game, he's got an XG of one point five six. So he's over on XG at the moment. Uh, sorry, under on XG at the moment, and I, I think he will deliver because he's getting in those chances. Did you see that shot that just like smashed against the bar? I did, I, I did. Bad. But the thing with Ings is, you're right. He has looked lively. He does look good, but it's just whether he can stay injury free. Yeah. That's the only issue. Okay, Liverpool versus Brighton. This, well, I would say this could be a hammering, but then look what they did to Man U last game, right? Yeah, Uh, I I mean, I think Liverpool is going to be a different proposition. Going away to Anfield, you know, what Brighton did to United, they won't be doing to Liverpool. They were pressing high and they were forcing mistakes. If they do that against Liverpool at Anfield, they'll be playing into their hands. You know, Liverpool got centre-backs who can play out from the back. Van Dijk and Gomez are both comfortable, you know, on their feet. Yeah, um, I think uh, probably going to be captain in Salah here. Um, he's got an XG of 2.13 and only scored one goal. So that suggests that he is getting in the positions to score um, and, you know, he, he should be delivering soon. I don't know. I don't know whether or not Liverpool can maintain this. Um, you know, I, I was reading somewhere the other day, I was like really shocked. They haven't conceded at Anfield since like February. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's been a while. Uh, you know, Robertson obviously becomes appealing. Um, Mane, or Mane, people are touting Mane to be the new seller um, this season. Um, w- would you be getting engrossed for this game or you'd probably hold off, right? No, if I didn't have him, I would hold off. If you have him, I'd consider playing him. Because I can see Brighton potentially scoring one here. But I, I, I'll expect Liverpool to win this game. And like you said, Mane, he's the one I'll be keeping my eye on just because I've got Salah. And at the moment, Mane is outperforming him. And if this carries on, then for me, that there's a switch right there. OK. Watford Palace. <sighs> Uh, well, both teams playing well at the moment. Palace lost last game, but they, they played decent. Um, Watford uh, playing well. Yeah, they made a really good start, haven't they? They have. 
they have, you know, two from two. So, and they're playing at home here. So I, I can see them edging this one. Yeah, I was really impressed with um, Will Hughes, as I mentioned earlier. Um, he's definitely one to consider. Deeney's playing well at the moment. Um, he's had three big chances, six goal attempts. Um, J- um, James Eggerstuff is like touted as the best uh, fancy football player of all time or whatever. He's got Deeney and when, he's t- when he started his team and he- we saw that he had Deeney, I was like, what the fuck? Why is he putting Deeney in? But look, he's delivering. Mm. Uh, so w- would you consider getting in someone like Deeney or? I was actually looking at Andre Gray. Really? Yeah. I mean, although I think Deeney's on penalties, isn't he? Yeah. 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 So that's probably, I mean, if Gray was on penalties and I'd probably get him in. Because I can, I can see him scoring more goals in open play, but because Deeney's on penalties, it might sway me in his direction instead. Okay. Fulham Burnley. Um. Well, do you know what? It was really impressive, Mitrovic. He's kind of like on on top of the stats of all um, strikers at the moment. Eleven goal attempts, one goal, six shots inside the box. Two big chances, four shots on target. Um, he's scored one goal so far. Uh, sorry, two goals. Was it one? No, one goal so far. Um, I can definitely see him scoring again. Um, I, I think I, I've been impressed with Fulham yeah, in their two games. Although you know they've lost, I think they have looked good, and I, and I think they will beat Burnley. You know, Burnley weren't great last game, and that was at home where they're notoriously strong. I think Fulham will, you know, outplay them here. Burnley defence if you've got Burnley defence would you be looking at shaping them out like I think it's still early days I mean if Burnley are going to have a season like did last year then you've got to have at least one Burnley defender because they're a little bit cheaper than some of the bigger teams you know top six um, and they were providing good returns last season but at the moment they look a bit shaky okay next game Newcastle Chelsea um, this could be a battering. I, I could see Chelsea winning this game. Kennedy played terrible last game. Um, Alonso's a really good shout for this game, I think. Um, Chelsea's next few fixtures are really good from a defensive point of view. Um, Alonso had six goal attempts. He scored a goal, three shots inside the box, and this is for a defender. Um, Newcastle played shit, like really bad. Um, and... I could see a 3-0 win for Chelsea here. I don't know what's happening because they were really strong last year, weren't they, defensively? Um, Newcastle were, but this year they just don't seem to be very good. The issue is they didn't really sign, you know, well, they signed a few players, but I don't think they strengthened in the way that Rafa was hoping for over the summer. I do think Chelsea will win here, but I'm, I'm not sure it'll be convincing. I think Newcastle at home are still reasonably strong. Uh, the interesting one is here whether Hazard starts, yeah, yeah, because and who in, yeah. who in replacement of? So it looks like Sari favours Pedro um, over William. So I'd expect to see Hazard and Pedro starting. That'd be interesting. So uh, that's one to keep an eye on. Okay. United Spurs here next. Um, you guys need to win. 
you have to win this game. Um, I could see it being a nil-nil or a one-all or something like that. Um, you know, I was looking up the stats um, for obviously for the pod and Ali's doing really well. He's coming up on top of all the stats at the moment. Um, and I can see him doing some damage to you guys. Um, I can't see... I'd be really surprised if Spurs won, um, but you never know at the moment because the way that United are playing. Yeah, so here my heart says United, but my head says Tottenham. Yeah. Um, our defence was terrible last game against Brighton, so it's just whether Jose keeps faith in them or whether he changes that up completely. The problem is who comes in. You know, Smalling, Jones, they haven't really forged a partnership. Rojo always has a mistake in him. So, I mean, I'm not sure Lindelof is cut off to be at, you know, he's got the talent to be at United. Spurs look good, and I think they could get something from this game. Um, it all depends how United react. So, I think you're right. I think it could be a draw here. If United lose, they're going to be in trouble. You know, Can you see Mourinho being Saxon? Sorry? Can you see Mourinho being Saxon? Potentially. There's a lot of unrest, um, and he's not really saying the right things you know, about his players, about the squad. He's being very negative himself. And that that can transmit to the team. So that's why I'm concerned about this game because Tottenham are playing well and I can see them coming to Old Trafford and beating us. Yeah. Yeah, I think think you're right. Ali's one to keep an eye on in that game. Uh, And just a quick one on Shaw. So um, obviously you conceded last week, but um, Shaw delivered with an assist. If you've got Shaw, is he someone to get rid of now? Is it kind of like get rid of all Man United defence or is he one to keep? He's a good way into the United defence because he's a little bit cheaper than the others. But Valencia's back training again, so it's just whether Shaw gets dropped for Young. I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong, both had a terrible game. If anything, Young was being exploited more uh, on the right-hand side. But it's just whether he's going to start, to, you know, there's going to be some rotation there. So if you've got him, I'd hold on to him. If you haven't got him, I probably wouldn't bring him in. Okay. So those are all the fixtures from game week three. So, Sham, moving on to the next section. Lots of people have been using their wild cards and taking hits at this early stage in the set season. My question to you is, are they jerking too soon or is this a much-needed relief to their sanity? <laughs> <laughs> Nicely put there, Shez. <laughs> um, well, I love jerking, so um, I would... Uh, <laughs> I would say that's fine. Um, any jerking is all right. Um, d- I, I think... Um, look... I've seen a lot of people talking about it. We've got questions on it on, as well. Um, I've had a lot of um, DMs about it. If your team is in dire shape, I don't think there's anything wrong with wildcarding. Yeah. If you're, if you're scoring, you know, only 50, 60, 70 points each week and you're in the millions and you've got at least five players that need to go, then I think it's worth it. But if you're, doing it to catch price rises or you're doing it for um 
you know, just because there's only one or two players, I don't think it's worth it. Um, the wild card is the most important chip in FPL, you know, beats bench boost, beats free hit, beats all of them. Um, and you should use it wisely. I think you should look at the fixtures and have a look and see when roughly you can use it. I mean, for me, for example, I was planning to have a game week four wildcard. That was kind of how I set the team up. That was how I was always going to do it. However, I don't think I need to now. Um, so I'm not going to do it. In terms of hits, I think at this stage, if you can save your wildcard and you want to take a hit of a minus four using two free transfers, like a mini wildcard, two free transfers using another player. So three transfers in total and a minus four hit. I don't think there's anything wrong with that if you've got three players that you need to change. Um, but if you're going to be doing five, six, seven, then yeah, then you would need to consider your wildcard. Yeah, I, I agree. Wildcard is one of the most important chips you do have. So you do have to use that um, wisely and in a timely manner. Um I was in a similar situation, you know, pre-season. I was thinking I was going to use that pretty early on. But there have been, you know, a few developments since then with the uh, Kevin De Bruyne injury, Hazard not starting yet. I know Kane scored one goal, but he hasn't really hit the ground running. So, so I always thought I need to get some of those, you know, big hitters in. But at the moment, we both had a solid start, so there's no real need. I mean, yeah, there's one or two transfers I do want to make, but that doesn't justify needing to use a wild card. I think you're right. I think if you've had a terrible start and there are maybe, I don't know, five or six transfers you need to make, then yeah, you don't want to be taking that sort of a hit. But otherwise, if it's just two or three, then you can, you know, save your um, your transfer one week and do that sort of mini wildcard the following week where you're just taking a hit of four points. But otherwise, I think you're right. I think you've got to hold on to it. I think it's still too early in the season. You know, two data points don't make a trend. Yeah, I think, you know, don't hold anything against people using it. Like, if people want to use it, then that's up to them, right? It's your own game and you do what you think is best. Um, but I th just remember, it is the most important chip in FPL. Um, don't just use it willy-nilly. That's yeah. basic. No, you, you are right. I mean, ultimately, you have, gone, you have to go with your gut. I've made two fundamental mistakes here. In my uh, sort of opening two weeks and that is not going with my gut you know I wanted Wilson in instead of King uh, but I switched that round because I read a number of things about King uh, and then the second mistake was you know this whole guarding gate with Aguero yeah. and both instances I didn't go with my gut and if I had it done you know I would have been would have scored several more points so go with your gut if you need if you need uh, you know drastic action then use the wild card but if your team is doing reasonably okay I would probably hold on to it okay okay so captaincy choices for game week three Sham you want to lead yeah um, do you know what I think there's two main con well three if you have money I think there's three main contenders here you've got Salah at home to Brighton um, Mane at home to Brighton and then Aguero away to Wolves um I think those are kind of the three main ones, and then you know if you've got um, Kane, I wouldn't I wouldn't consider him away um, at um, United, but I think those are the three main ones this week. For me personally, it's currently on Salah. It'd probably stay on Salah mainly because um, 
he's under on his XG at the moment and he should be scoring more than what he is. Um, you know, his XG is like 2.1 and he's only scored one. Um, he's getting in the right positions. Okay, he never gets bonus, but I think he's worth it. If I had Manny, I would consider, you know, captaining him, to be honest with you, because of the form that he's on. Um, Aguero has just come on the back of a hat-trick, but Wolves are at home to City. Um, you know, whilst I think this, it could be like a 3-1 to City, you just don't know. I, I don't know. I prefer Aguero at home. Generally, he always delivers at home, but not so much away. Um, so for me, it's probably going to be Salah. don't know about you, Shaz. I think it's a difficult one this week. I mean, I don't have Mane, so that's ruled out for me. But if I did have him, I think you are right. He'd definitely be uh, someone worth considering. I mean, it's all very well to give out the XG, but the actual stats themselves don't lie. You know, Mane has been outscoring Salah. So if I had him and it was a choice between Mane and Salah, then yeah, I would probably go Mane. Um, I don't. So now it's a consideration between Salah and Aguero. And I think it's a difficult one. At the moment, I'm undecided. Um, and I'll probably wait for some team news. I mean, again, I would expect both to start. I'd be very surprised if okay, Salah will definitely be starting, but I'd be very surprised if Aguero's dropped after scoring a hat-trick. Um, I'm torn. I'm generally torn between the two because I, I can see both returning this week. Okay, and if you were to pick like a left-field pick, so a random pick that you think um, someone could deliver this week um, and they're chasing. And um, for me, I would look at um, Frazier. Random, yeah, random pick. Yeah. Um, I think Frazier could deliver at home to Everton. He's been playing really well. Um, or if you've got Wilson, I, I really think the Bournemouth-Everton game will be high scoring. Um, so that's kind of my... Uh, random pick for this week. Any, anyone that screams to you? I would go for one of the Chelsea boys. So Pedro has looked good. Um, the one I would consider potentially Hazard. I think he'll start. He's looked lively and I think they will score a few past Newcastle. Okay. And then, um, so transfers. So um, I've made two transfers already. Um, I, I did mine on Sunday night. Um, I don't normally do early transfers, but I've players going up and down and I was set to lose like 0.3 or 0.4 so I made the move so um, out went um, who went out out went Sanchez and Bednarek um, and in came Mkhitaryan and Alonso so I'm now looking at a back three of Mendy Alonso and Robertson copied mine you copied mine what are you talking about <laughs> um Shez, what have you done? Have you made any? You thinking about yeah, making? Yeah, it's it's similar. So, thinking of bringing Alonso in, uh, probably for sure. Probably for sure, just because uh, I would like to keep sure, but realistically, I don't have enough to be taking out one of the cheaper defenders like Tompkins on one per second. So it'd probably be sure that's going to be sacrificed. Um, and then, you know, I think I've lost my patience with King, so it'd probably be someone like Ings. Or Mitrovic. Okay. So, should we go on to the listener questions? Do you have them? Yeah. Right? Yeah, I've got them. So, let's go with the first one. So, this is from at Rotation FPL. Um, I'd like to hear your view. So, there's two, two questions here. I'd like to hear your views 
on the whole Guardian Gate saga we had this oh, week. Um, and the second bit is also Wolves' defence, leaky or just unlucky, unlucky? XG stats suggest the latter. My FPL team suggests the first. Um, I responded with, P.S., we can't guarantee there'll be no extreme language used when we talk about Guardian Gate. <laughs> if we were doing this pod earlier in the week, just after the City game, I, I tell you, I was absolutely furious. You know I was because... My initial hunch was I'm Captain Aguero and the only reason I changed that was because all these reports coming out from the Guardian saying, you know, there's rumours that Aguero is going to be dropped and, you know, you've got to make a judgment call from yourself. I didn't know too much about this reporter. I assumed that he was a reputable reporter because it was coming from a Guardian, which is, I always assume, more than one of those more reliable sources, but it just goes to show how wrong I was. It was a mistake. It cost me 11 points. Um, I'm lucky that it only cost me 11 points because Salah had a reasonable game week. Um, the fact that there was only one reporter that came out with it and then sort of people were sort of retweeting that um, and just going by his comments should have provided, you know, some insight that, you know, this could have been just something that's made up. There was no basis for that coming out. So, yeah, I mean, I'm like I said, I'm glad we're doing this now. So I've had the chance to calm down. Salah got me a few points, so it wasn't the end of the world. Um, but I think to an extent, you've got to go with your gut. My gut was Aguero. I was concerned he was going to be dropped. But it's one of those things you uh, you live and learn, don't you? Yeah, I mean, I think similarly. Um, I obviously went against what was said on there, but um, what what he had said about Aguero being dropped, but at the end of the day, you just got to make a judgment call. And um, I think he'll probably lost loads of followers after that as well from the FPL community. Um, he was getting a lot of abuse um, as well, which I don't think was right, but I can understand why people are getting frustrated. Um, but well, I mean, okay. you've, got, you've got to have a basis to, you know, be putting something like that out there. You know, where's that come from? Is that just sort of trying to draw attention? I mean, I'm, I'm, let's... let's... Let's put that to bed. It's done and dusted. But yeah, like I said, I think Aguero will be starting. Pep's really happy with him. He's just got a hat trick. So I would expect him to start the next game week. Um, okay. So it's the second part of the question is regards to Wolves. So was it XG suggesting that they should be, you know, conceding less goals? But the reality is they are conceding. You know, they have shipped quite a few goals. They've got City next. And I don't expect that to be their first clean sheet at all. They are new to the Premier League. They've just come up. It's you know they're going to take time to adapt. Would I would I keep a Wolves defensive asset? Probably not because I think there are other teams at a similar price bracket with defenders at a similar price bracket that will keep more clean sheets. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, I agree with you there. Um, so with regards to leaky or just unlucky, I think leaky. Um, well, I think I think it's a bit of both. They have been leaky and they have been unlucky, but is that necessarily going to change? I don't think so. They're, you know, their luck might change, but that's not necessarily going to help them to keep too many clean sheets. No, I agree. Okay, next question is from El Wise, um, regular contributor with questions here. Um, so his question is: Who's the best six to seven million midfielder? 
Do you think Richarlison will continue with his form given he had only four shots in two games? I was going to say Richarlison before you mentioned him. So yes, that's the first one that came to mind. He's had a great start. Um, already had a price increase. Do I think his form will continue? Yeah, I don't. Un- I see no reason why not. He's a good player. He's, he's a good young talent. Every time I've seen him, he's always looked very good. He's happy playing under Marco Silva. The only time where... So when he was previously um, with Marco Silva, and then he left, that's sort of when his form sort of dipped. But I, if I, if you got him, I'd definitely keep him. And if you haven't got him in, I'd consider bringing him in. And for me, it'd be between Richarlison and Pedro. I think Pedro's had a good start. But with Pedro, you've just got that risk of rotation between him and Willian. Yeah, I think the three midfielders, six to seven million that I would be looking at is um, Pedro, Richarlison and Mkhitaryan. Yeah, Mkhitaryan's a good shout. Yeah, I think those are the main three at the moment. Um, You need to have, in my opinion, at least one to two of those. Yeah, at that price bracket, yeah, because it... You know, they're playing well, and so it frees up funds to be spent elsewhere. Okay, uh, next question. Um, I'm thinking Alonso is the best asset to have from Chelsea. Uh, covers defence and attack. Um, threatened one player for just 6.5 million. It means not necessarily getting any others in and better value elsewhere. Discuss. That was from at Ryan King 0402. So far, yes, he's been. The best, their best player from an FPL perspective without a doubt because you know he's been getting the goals and assists 6.5 yeah he is a premium defender but then if you think how much would you spend on someone like Hazard who's considerably more um, to get similar returns so yeah I think Alonso's definitely the key player from Chelsea but I wouldn't necessarily go with just one Chelsea player they have looked good uh, in their opening two games. And if Hazard's going to be starting, he starts firing. That's someone I would consider as well. Do you think he's worth 10.5 though? I think it's 10.5 or 10. Or, uh, I don't know if he's worth it. If he's regularly scoring, then yeah. Yeah, but Hazard is such an FPL troll, isn't he? Like... Yeah, he, he's always trolled me in the past. I mean, I, you know, I bring him in and then he blanks and as soon as I take him out, you know, he scores a couple. So... It's a difficult one with him. Okay, next one is from at Peter Ovington, um, another regular contributor with questions. Um, in regards to activating your wildcard, should you have a value limit you will lose out on before you hit the button? For example, I'm looking at changing five, which will cost an extra 0.3 if I don't transfer now. I've already taken 0.1 hit on on King. This is it's a difficult one. Um, again, I think it depends on the number of transfers, what sort of hit you'd be taking. If there are players that you think, I definitely want them and they're likely to be my team for most of the season. Uh, someone like, I don't know, for us, for me, like a Mendy, who I'd expect to be in my team for most of the season and I didn't have him and his price is going up, then yes. But it depends on the number. If it's just two or three, then you could do a mini wild card to get them in by saving your two free transfers. If you're looking at, you know, sort of six plus, then yeah, I don't know what your thoughts are on that, Sham. Um, I don't think... Uh, 
you should use your wild card just to get price rises. Um, and that's what he's suggesting here. If there's five players that you need to get rid of from your team and those five have are going to be going up down and the five you want to uh, bring in are going up, then yes, it's worth using it, I think. But if you're just looking at five potential players that you like and you might bring in at some point, but your five that you currently have don't need changing immediately, then I don't think you should do it because essentially you're just doing it for the price rises. And I don't yeah, I, I wouldn't just do it for the price rise. I mean, I think here it's it's almost a case of fear. You know, you, you maybe want four or five players and they've all started going up by 0.1, 0.2. And the problem is at this early stage, a 0.1 increase is almost like being a 0.5. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. You know, it's it's any sort of movement is quite big. But if your team's been doing well, if you had a solid start and you're, you're happy with your first two game weeks and you're just doing it because of price rises and price drops, then no. If you haven't been doing well and you think your team actually, you know, it needs changing up, you need about four or five transfers just to sort of make things right, then yes. Okay, so the next question is from next underscore FPL. Uh, they ask, I got Pedro and Awobi. Do you agree with me? Pedro, yes. Awobi, no, because I think there'll be rotation there. Yeah, I agree. Yep, to both. And that's simple, simple response. Um, okay, and then the last question is from at FPL Rookie 3. After a shit game week, which would you recommend? Mares and King out for Mickey and Mitrovic or use my wild card. Also, would you agree Pep is a massive FPL bellend? <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, if it's just two transfers, then if you've only got one pre-transfer, take the hit, take the four points, don't use your wild card just because of two players that you want to get in. Um, King, yes, I will take him out because he hasn't returned. Wilson's playing further up. Okay, Wilson missed the first penalty, but is he still going to remain on penalties? It remains to be seen. So I will take King out. Morris, I'll still give a bit of time on. And then the second question? Which was? Would you agree Pep is a massive FBL bellend? Well, he doesn't make things easy for us, does he? He doesn't, um, you know, every week we're trying to second guess his team. Um, So, yeah, he does make things complicated for us. Okay, right. That is all your questions. Uh, Shez, you got anything else to add? No, I think it's been a a pretty long pod, actually, much longer than we had expected. Yeah, it always ends up like that, doesn't it? We need to try and shorten it down if we can. Um, Okay, so just a couple of things. So, we will every weekend will be for our no champs league team. We'll be putting up a poll for our captain. Uh, last week's captain was Arnautovic. Um, he delivered eight points, so 16 for our captain. Um, the team ended up on like 54 points, didn't have a great week in relation to everyone else. Um, but we will continue with it. Um, if you're not already following us, follow us at, FP, at FPL Two Guys One Cup. Um, this podcast is now going to be available on iTunes, um, Spotify, TuneIn. I think we've got like 12 different providers now, which is really good. Um, there's nothing else to add there, Shez. I think that's all good. No, good luck, everyone, for game week three. Yeah, have a good game week, and we will catch you next week on Monday or Tuesday. Cheers. Bye-bye.